the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hi, everybody. Hello. I'm like really comfy here because the sound of the rain is like so nice. It sounds like we're inside of a very gentle fountain. It does kind of. And I really like it. (laughs) I would like to be inside of a gentle fountain. You were recently. Oh, I was. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, I was. Oh, that was the best day ever. And now I'm in love with a lifestyle I absolutely cannot afford. (laughs) Spa day. Spa day. I have, however, committed to myself Mm -hmm. to go once a quarter and just avail myself of the like baths in the rooms not doing any services because those are amazing yeah and they're only 35 bucks for the whole day so i could like make a real day of it oh no that's nice that's a good thing to do for myself yeah yeah i love it up there they have we're talking about a place that does salt baths and the mugwort bath if you've ever heard us talk about that Um, oh man yeah so great yeah i was the best i've just a teeny bit of babble i have a little babble too you go first I'm addicted to iZombie. Now, I love that show. I haven't finished it, but I love it. Is that right? Because I, I'm totally, I don't know if this counts as binging. I'm watching it every single time I sit down by myself, but I can't like sit and watch it sure. over 48 hours. I think that counts. I sure like it. <laughs> I love Raul Coley. Is that Ravi? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm I in love, in love with, with him. him. And then when he started getting in all the. The like Haunting of Hill House mm. shows. Mm. I was just like, yes, because he's so good. He is so good. The whole cast is amazing. It's I so love good. them all so very much. Yeah. And I'm not a zombie person, like at all. You heard I, it here first, folks. Yes. Detta is not a zombie. I'm not. I don't like the genre very much. Having said that, I love Warm Bodies. Oh, I love that movie yeah. so much. I really like it. That's my go to Valentine's oh, Day my watch. Gosh, right? Yeah. Tammy adores that film and she's not horror or zombie or anything i think the difference with that one is that it isn't focused on the horror Mm -mm. like the horror is completely peripheral to the Mm. main story which is humanity yep and love oh so much love so funny and clever yeah and nicholas holt is a comedic genius i love that little blue-eyed ding dong and and he's doing really well these days yeah so i love it it's a procedural a procedural procedure yeah Yeah. whatever that is it's an episodic procedural uh, yeah so we're solving mysteries and stuff and yet there's an ongoing storyline and i am totally smitten with rose who i knew from ghost Mm -hmm. and then i was like that's the same woman and i love all the Kristen bell jokes Mm -hmm. and just anyway it's really awesome if you're looking for something to binge I am in the third season. It's getting a little bit more gory and a little bit more of the zombie kind of stuff I don't like, which is they're, you know, yeah. going up full. What does she call it? Full on zombie or something like that. I can't like remember. I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah. I used to watch it with my ex and so I haven't watched it in a while. Ah, yeah. I'm going to reclaim that show okay. for myself. But it's all for you. It's, it's such for a you. good show. <laughs> it's such a good show. I love it. I love it. I, yeah. And I love that, like, you can tell it films in Canada mm-hmm. because. Oh, does it not? I believe it films in Portland. Oh, there I knew was. It, I knew it was one of those two because there's there's a set of actors that you always see in shows that mm-hmm. are filmed in Canada, and a set of actors you always see in Portland. And there are actors in iZombie that I'm like, I've seen you in a oh, hundred other things. Then maybe it is in Vancouver. I should check it out. They did a joke. There was an episode set at um, on the set of Zombie High. Oh, sure. And somebody said, I don't understand why you have set your show in seattle oh no wrong i don't understand why you've set your show in portland but you film in seattle what's up with that and she goes tax incentives and it's just the opposite everybody yeah i am bitter about this i am so bitter about this nothing films in seattle that was their inside joke they've started doing at that point from that point on and i think that's the middle of the second season they start doing inside theater jokes for all you theater people. It's such a good show. Oh my gosh. And musical jokes and people sing. And oh my gosh, Andre oh, sings like an angel. Anyway, all right. 
It's a good show. Yeah. I'm really glad you're watching it because I know that's not really your bag. I'm loving it. Totally addicted. Okay. What's your bag? It's clever and it's fun and it's kind of campy and it's kind of soapy and it's kind of cheesy. But in ways that are like really good. And the stakes are mm, high. The stakes are really high. There's kind of like a feeling. I remember watching it thinking there's no way they can sustain these stakes. Yeah. And they do. And it's Somehow beautiful. they do it. Yeah. Yeah. My babble okay. has to do with gardening <gasps> and like my <laughs> my enclosure. Basically. Enclosure. You know, because I'm a creature who lives in an enclosure. But on Imbolc, I repotted a pothos that was hanging on my bed and you're like yes amazing it was a humongous pain in my ass because and i've been putting it off so in bulk was an excellent excuse for me to do this thing that i've been putting off which was repotting this pothos that i planted a cutting of from an old pothos plant that i had which is also on my bed hanging on my bed uh, for those of you that don't know, my bed is a jungle because I have a canopy that I hang plants off of. I love that. Oh, I love that. And it like, it, it outgrew its little, I repurposed a glass candle holder and it re- outgrew it. And I didn't set myself up for success when I hung that up and I ran my um, LED strip light just right over the ring oh. and I have the vines that are growing up and out and they're entwined with all the other vines now. And I was like, taking this down is going to be not impo- not difficult, but impossible. So my mother, bless her, stood in there while I, after I had crafted a new macrame hanger, uh, I repurposed an old planter I had that's bigger. And I put that planter and then she held the other one and like I carefully pulled it up and over into the prepped planter. And then I had to fill that with dirt. It was like a whole thing. But it is happy. And more importantly, it is movable if I need to now. Oh, that is so nice. Because it's on a hook instead, which is like great. Uh, So that was done. And then I took four different snake plant babies that I had propagated from my, from that one. Yeah. That exact plant that you have there. Yeah, we got them from. We got them from Lunarly. Yeah. uh, Not a sponsor. And (laughs) I, she just got so big because I put her in a bigger pot. So she's got bigger and bigger and she keeps popping out little baby snake plants. And I put four of them in a long sort of oblong planter to put in my room. And they just look so happy. And a little 3D printed figure that um, Kevin made for me on his 3D printer and of a bantha, which is from Star Wars, which is like so fun. I got a planter from him for my birthday. No, for Christmas. And it looks like two conjoined skulls, <laughs> which is like so fun. And I planted my spider plant babies in there and a pothos plant baby in there. So it looks like they've got like spiky hair. Everything is coming up. Millhouse. And then this morning I got my box spring delivered. And how was that? Well, it came from IKEA and I thought for some misguided, stupid reason that it would be assembled when I got it, which is dumb because I've bought enough stuff from IKEA to know that that's a box spring. Yeah. Yeah. I had to put it together. So I put it together in the hallway of the house because that's the only place there was room and I had to put it together totally vert. So it was on its side, which is fine. And then I had to maneuver it into my room, which is a tight squeeze, and then figure out how to sort of like, it was like slapstick comedy in there, but I got it done. And I put my bed all back together, and now it's really tall, and it doesn't scooch around anymore. It's like very exciting. And I can't wait, because now I have to get up into bed instead of getting down into bed. And it's just like, the difference is life-changing. It makes me think of you as a princess. I'm absolutely a princess. You are. And, and now you have the proper bed yes. for a princess. Now I have a tall bed for a princess. And I'm going to I'm gonna uh, make some panels, a panel probably, to go on the long side that faces out into the room and use like upholstery foam and velvet and like affix it to the box spring so that it's just like a little sensory, a nice sensory thing. Nice. But Detta had to go out and feed a squirrel. So we paused <laughs> to do that. He wouldn't stop staring at me. That reminded me that this morning, yeah, when I finished the box spring and everything was done and I was making myself a humongous Scooby-Doo style sandwich because I was so hungry because I was silly and took my Adderall and then immediately started working on this project and didn't eat anything like a ding dong. And so I'm standing in the kitchen and I'm looking out the window and there are three crows standing on like the finials and the chair and just like staring at me. And I was like, 
looked at my clock and I was like, I have 27 minutes before I even begin to be late to feeding you. Wait. And so then I went about making my sandwich and then I moved over so I could see more of the porch. And then there were four of them standing there staring at me. And then I went to go throw something away and I looked through the back door and there was two more standing on the porch staring at me. And I was like, hey, just because I fed you early yesterday because I had to does not mean that is going to be the standard. May I I ask what time this was? About 11, uh, 11, 10. Okay. And I feed them between 1130 and 1230 every day. Mm -hmm. And they know that. And so when I finally, it was like 1135, I was taking out the big box that the box spring came in and I was taking out the garbage and everything. And I was like, okay, now I will feed you. And I hadn't even hardly put the food out before they had all flocked down. And that group of crows is approaching 40. I had a fallout with my crows for a couple of days. Oh, no. Didn't I tell you this? No. All right. Crow talk, everybody. Maybe that should be a new segment (laughs) Uh, for the Morgan and... Corvid Corner. And (laughs) Exactly. And Odin. They uh, they came back very quickly within two days, but they were mad at me for a couple of days (laughs) because I shooed them away from somebody. This morning, so I don't know what's going on, and maybe they're the same crows. I don't know. I don't know. They... I was still in the front room doing some work, and it was 8.30, and I feed them in between 8.30 and 11 o'clock, just when we can, and, you know. And they came to the front, and they always are in the back, Mm -hmm. and just sat there and cawed at me. It, It started with two or three, and then all of a sudden, all of them came and looked at me, like, and some of them were on the window, and I was like, what the fuck? Why are you mean mugging me right now? <laughs> and so I got up and fed them and same thing. Like, yeah. 40. But I often get a whole murder over here because it's been so long. So they've been, they'll emulate my exact call pattern. Yeah. Which is nice. Uh, so I know they know me at this point. But they have started like crowding the front yard too or like when i go out to get in the car they're like Mm. on the power lines like hi hi and i'm like hi guys hello Uh, and i did also say i appreciate your gifts and i understand you don't recognize that it's trash but you need to stop bringing trash to my yard please oh no yeah the other day there was an empty paper starbucks cup oh nice in my backyard and i was like well you know they see you with it I was like, thank you. And then yeah. I took it to the garbage. Yeah. They see you with that. I always get yeah. the iced one, but I think that they were like, that's a Starbucks logo. I recognize that mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, tis true. Which mermaid segues into our water episode. Yep. We're talking about water today. Yes, we are. <laughs> you might not be able to tell that, but we are. Uh, don't worry. As always, there will be program notes. So yes. hopefully if you didn't want to listen to that, you're just now coming in. So we're going to go straight to the bonfire. Which has a nice little tarp over it so that we don't mm-hmm. get rained on. Exactly. <sighs> I can't stop looking at those tiny jars. They're so pleasing to Aren't look they at. fun? I also know because like they used to be full of jam. They did. And I love that. So Corey is looking at these little, oh, mamans. Is that the jam? Tiny jam jars. They have little gingham tops on them and they were really tiny. And Tammy got me a, an advent calendar. Oh, that's what they're from. For Yule. And it was all these different kinds of jams and oh my gosh she filled them with beautiful shiny things and they're like color coordinated and it's very pleasing to look at yes sorry i'll try to focus that's okay (laughs) (laughs) so we're talking about water today we're on part three of our elements series hi and i'm excited about it i am so excited Water's one of my faves. I have to tell you, listening audience, we're actually doing two episodes today. We're doing water and we're doing earth. There's some earth shattering things that I have to tell you when we get to that episode. But also, hopefully, <laughs> this one, maybe a flood of information for this Ooh. one. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to make bad puns. She's everyone. got jokes. Okay. Go for it, Corey. I've, uh, I've got, like I do with these episodes, mm-hmm. my little lists. I love lists. We're going to start with talking about some comp. Concepts? No. (laughs) (laughs) My mouth is having a hard time today. It's like it doesn't know what it's doing. It's like trying to write left-handed, but with my mouth. Anyway, 
we're going to talk about concepts associated with water. And I would love to discuss them with you. Oh, yay. So what I have written down here is uh, emotion, obs, and passion. Now you're like, we talked about passion in the fire episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Feelings, purification and cleansing, Mm -hmm. motion and movement, and adaptability. River's here. Hi, everybody. Say hi to River. River has been placed in a wonderful, cozy room with treats. Dada's patience with the meowing today was non-existent, and I respect that. I respect that. Oh, well. Do you associate any other concepts with water besides the ones I talked about? I'm sure there are plenty more. I'm going to say collaboration, and I'll explain that when we start talking about our personal practices. Amazing. And I also want to talk a little bit about purification, but we can do that when we're talking about our stuff as well. Because I know that can be a word that triggers people. Yeah, Yeah. sure, sure, Mm -hmm. sure, sure. So we'll talk about that. I think also what cannot be ignored Mm -hmm. is the destructive force of water. Oh, yeah. Because there's about a million different ways water can really uh, wreck your shop. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's worth talking about. Like even the strongest stones, water gets into one tiny crack, freezes, breaks the whole thing. Yeah. There's there's this thing called the Grand Canyon. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Water literally shapes our world. I have a lot of beef with the Rio Grande. Do you? Why? Because I grew up here mm-hmm. where the Columbia River is. Yeah. Oh. So when I saw the Rio Grande for the first time, the Rio Grande, I was so disappointed. Why? Because it was low water levels because oh. of the time of year. And it's the teeniest, tiniest river. I swear to God, I could swim across it. It was so little and i have to remind myself that it used to be the size of that canyon wow it used to be the size of that canyon or there wouldn't be a canyon and i have to remember that because it looks like beaver creek Mm. it's the littlest Mm -hmm. river in the world i was like this is it this is not very grande (laughs) like (laughs) i am from the area where the columbia river is and that's the biggest river in the freaking world it's not but it feels like it it does if you ever see it everybody it feels like it looks like an ocean almost Mm. and so i remember thinking that's a piddly little river (laughs) uh it's beautiful and the Mm -hmm. canyon is beautiful but it's piddly (laughs) oh my goodness there are lots of stones associated with water There is sodalite, azurite, selenite, which I use a lot of in my practice. Fluorite, which is one of my favorite stones. I think it's so beautiful. Lapis, blue agate, aquamarine, shocking no one. Turquoise, amethyst, and in my notes I wrote, and many more. So many more. There's a lot. Yeah, I'll throw in some of my favorites for working with water, which is the moonstone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And an opal, if I can get my hands on it, sometimes. I have a little jar full of rough, raw opals. You gave me some. In water, yeah. <laughs> They're beautiful. They're beautiful. I've had yeah. them for ages. Yeah, I love them. They make, they make a very happy gift. I like them a lot. And they're really, it's a really great way to connect and connect both the earth and the water together. I just, it's, they're beautiful. There's yeah. some stones and that if you put them in water, no good. Selenite. There's some stones that if you set them in the sun, no good. Oh, I'm going to skip to what I was going to talk just a little bit about yeah. the sun. No good. Uh, go back to that. But uh, one of the things that I started doing with water, and I don't do it a lot because I don't want it to completely go away, but I dropped my selenite wand. That's the only piece of selenite I have in my house, unfortunately. And, well, or fortunately, because I'm being responsible. Sure, sure. But all these little shards broke off, mm. at least 50. Yeah. And the wand still looks pretty decent. But I had this inspiration to use the little shards as banishment in banishment spells. Yeah. And you set your intention. You talk to the water about setting your intention and you put it in there and it takes it that. away and transforms it. I love that. That's a yeah. great idea. Way, oh, to, yeah. way to take advantage of a thing that could have just been I a bummer. Know. I know. It was fun. Yeah. I don't usually. Yeah. I'm, I'm changing everyone. I'm changing. <laughs> We're growing. We're growing. We're evolving. That's right. Yes. I love turquoise mm. very much. Uh, which probably has a lot to do with uh, my family in the Southwest. 
It's one of my favorite stones. It just, it looks like the sky reflected in clear water. That's why I like it. That is a great description. Because it's like got the veins that look like waves. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, beautiful stone. And selenite is just my, I have a wand and I have an athame made of selenite. And I think I have an offering bowl somewhere made of selenite, but I keep it pretty safe because I don't want it to get damaged. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Most of my offering bowls are made of wood, but it's one of my favorite stones. Yeah. And I honestly use it for moon work all the time, but for some reason I'd never thought that's a water thing. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Which is so silly because it is. Moon stuff goes hand in hand with water stuff. I love that. Uh, Let's talk about some tarot cards. Okay. Obviously the cups, right? <laughs> I never forget that because cups are full of what? Water. <laughs> well, and things that and wine. water can help. Yeah, yeah. wine, beer, mocktails, a what? Uh, vodka, <laughs> which means uh, cute water, which I think is cute. I did not know this. Because ka at the end of something, like babushka. Yeah. Oh my god! It gosh. means like cute or it's like a diminutive. Yeah. And vod is water, so... <laughs> Anyway, that's fine. That's great. The major arcana is going to be the high priestess, the hanged man, death, and the moon. Mm-hmm. There are probably ways to draw parallels to lots of other ones, yeah. but those are the ones that I have specifically written yeah. down. The star for oh, me sure. a little bit. Because of the mm-hmm. pitcher of water. That makes a lot of sense. High emotion, high emotion cards. You could probably find watery cards in other pips too. But any, th- any card that's going to access sort of deeper feeling and maybe working through that feeling or exploring that feeling, that's going to be a water card for sure. And uh, as far as parts of the body go, the three that I have chosen are the three that came to me and feel right to me. But I'm sure there are probably others. And that is the mouth, uh, the blood, and the heart. Blood. Plasma. Yeah, there's also probably an argument to be made for the womb as a watery and nurturing place. I actually have written down that water is one of my favorites, but they're all my favorites. And (laughs) they really are. But I do have a special connection with water because we've known each other the longest because I got to know it in the womb. That was my bad joke. See, I'm just full of bad dad jokes today. I like it. Okay. I'm a big fan. Keep them coming. I want to make sure just also very clearly that's anybody who has a womb yeah it is just something to keep in mind talk about here yeah but i think the mouth because it's a wet place yeah but also when you need to communicate your feelings those words come out your mouth so or sound or sound mhm 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 <laughs> There's actually, speaking of sound and water, there's a thing in the God of War game that I'm playing where it's like a big singing bowl Mm -hmm. full of water in these like shrines at different points in this level. And to use it, you take this beautiful stone mallet and you ding and you go around like a sound bowl and it makes the water all vibrate and then it changes it from day to night. And it's just really cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It, the sound initially always makes me go, ow, ow, ow. But it gets better very fast. Wow. It just hits a certain pitch that I'm like, I hate that. But it turns into a very pretty ringing sound after a second. But water and sound is so cool because water affects sound in such a weird way. If you're interested in deep sea things, I would like you all to go look up the bloop. I'm not going to go into it. I just want you to look it up. I will. It's something that uh, keeps me up at night. How about for you? Well, I I was kind of joking, but really, Water and I have had a very, very long history, and I think sometimes I take it for granted. And I have definitely, since 2016, I have not been consistent, which is my, even once we started the podcast, and I thought, I will be consistent now. And I am consistent about some things like doing the podcast. But in my practice, there were things I used to do. And with water, I discovered in 2005, I remember exactly when it was, it was a brand new book. It had just come in, 
it had just come out and is it was called it's the hidden messages of water by dr emoto who passed away actually in 2014 very sad. I got really emotional when I found that out and was like, because he opened up this entire new world. And I want to say, because we talk a lot about checking our witchcraft and making sure we don't need therapy and blah, 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 and all that, right? So many of the things that we as witches or magic users, not, you know, because witch is a fairly modern term, not completely, but yeah, uh, as, as the way we use it, we are not insane. No. And I started to think a lot about the scientists of the Middle Ages who were, you know, persecuted and all that good stuff. Dr. Emoto actually proved, and then two, Dr. Emoto actually proved that water is affected by the way we talk to it and by music the music that we play for it, and that it has memory. And then Dr. Pollock and Dr. Montanier actually scientifically proved that it has memory, that water has memory. And so that's why when I talk about collaboration, which by the way, I think anything we do magic-wise, we're collaborating. I, I, I don't want to speak for Corey, but I know that when I'm manifesting something or when I'm you know, uh, trying to affect the world around me, I am collaborating with energy or different realms or higher realms. And Corey's shaking her head. Yes, that I, I'm not alone. I'm connected to this higher. I, I don't even want to say higher because that makes it sound all hierarchical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there are so many frequencies and elements and elementals and tools that we have here on this physical plane, but not just this physical plane, above the unseen mm -hmm. is during the AIDS crisis, Dr. Montanier is credited with coming up with how to stop the virus, how to stop it in its tracks, because he found that water is, it carries our DNA and can be produced from its teleported quantum imprint. Hmm to the rest of us. So when we talk about portals, one of the reasons I have started to believe over these last, you know, 15, almost 20 years, that they water a lot of places with water are considered portals is because we are actually communicating with a being that has memory and knowledge that we need and want. But it also takes me to if time is not linear, if we go beyond, if we go into the unseen, mm -hmm. and this is my theory, is that it's not only holds memory, but it holds the future because it's everywhere. It seeps down and sleeps basically in deep, deep, deep in the earth for thousands of years, but then it eventually resurfaces. Sure. And so I just, I... <laughs> It's all sciencey and magic-y, so much we don't know. And I, I talk to my water all the time, all the time. I make lots of moon water. Yes. And that's the other thing, too, is that when you're setting out moon water and you're getting those energies, that water is able to communicate with it and take in that energy. That's why moon water is so powerful, or one of the reasons. I think that anything can be affected by vibrations because technically we are all vibrations, just like different tightnesses and types of vibrations but now you've just got me thinking about cenotes what's that in south america i don't know that they're big like water they're big ponds basically that go very very deep into like caves and stuff and they they believe they were portals to the underworld which is awesome i think is neat yeah speaking of underworlds and stuff yeah. do you want to talk about some deities real quick yeah go for it amazing so as always this was a list that i sort of amalgamed from the internet. You can find any of these lists on the internet. I am not reinventing any kind of wheel, and I am not claiming that I researched every single one of these. I got this list from several lists on the internet. And from a book that I have, actually. I should probably credit that book. I have a book about goddesses. Anyway. Oh, fun. It, I got it because I thought it would have my initial deity in it. 
And it doesn't, and I'm pissy still. Anyway. <laughs> Him. Atla Kamani, which is the goddess of oceanic storms, which you love. Lear, the god of the sea. Gong Gong, which is the water god who is responsible for the great floods, together with his associate, Zhang Yao. Mazu, the water goddess and protector of sailors. A lot of, a lot of cultures have like sailor-specific deities, I'm mm. noticing, and I think that's really fun. Yeah. Tefnut, the goddess of rain. Aegean, the god of violent sea storms and ally of the Titans. You might know of the Aegean Sea, named after this guy. Poseidon, Obs, king of the sea and lord of the sea gods, and also god of rivers, storms, floods, and drought, earthquakes, and horses. His Roman equivalent is, of course, Neptune. I think it's fun that water and horses goes together because that just makes me think of that part in The Lord of the Rings where Arwen makes the river become horses, and I'm like, mm. that's hmm? my future girlfriend. I'm so in love with her. Namaka, the sea goddess. Apam Napat, the god of fresh water, such as in rivers and lakes. Alignac, which is a lunar deity and god of weather, water, tides, eclipses, mm. and earthquakes. Suijin, which is the Shinto god of water. A really quick interjection. I'm doing my best with these pronunciations. It might come as a surprise to you, but I am not... Uh, Greek, Egyptian, Inuit, <laughs> I'm not any of those things, so I'm doing my best. Nabea, the goddess of rivers and lakes. Tangaroa, the goddess of the sea. Ron, the sea goddess of love, who collects the drowned in a net, mm. which I think is beautiful. Veles, the god of earth, waters, and the underworld. And then some uh, fun one here just for funsies, the Leviathan, the sea serpent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tiamat, the goddess of saltwater and chaos, also the mother of all gods. Duberticus, <laughs> god of the sea and rivers. Atlaua, god of water, archers, and fishermen. And then Cha'ak, the god of rain. I love it. Again, There's I did so my many. best. Those are, no, I think you did a, a great job <laughs> as one who, you know, mispronounces Miss Malaprop. Just call me Miss Malaprop. <laughs> No, it's good. That is a non-exhaustive list of water deities. As always, I encourage you to dig into your own heritage, find out where your family is from, what calls to you, see what water deities are part mm. of that culture. Yeah, I'll throw in Bridget because we're still, we're recording really close to Imbolc. Mm -hmm. The full moon is today, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Leo, because of her healing wells, and she's really associated with the water that heals and water when we talk about purification everybody when i when because it is a word that every time i see i go but I, I remind myself that it's about health that water helps us keep healthy on the outside as well as the inside it's getting rid of dirt and toxins and it's transforming us and that is a purification of sorts but i put it in the health realm just know that we are never talking about purity culture when we talk nope. about purification nope and i just want you to know that yeah because I could fill four episodes on how I feel about that. Yeah. But I think that purification when it comes to health is really important because, yeah. like, we have to clean our food. We have to clean mm -hmm. our bodies. We have to clean the things we put on our bodies. And that's why sanitation was one of, like, the biggest things for humanity so is because when water is foul or mm -hmm. fetid, we die. Yeah. <laughs> So what does this have to do with magic? We are three quarters water and that we are putting water in our body with intention and it is clearing us. It is talking to us. The, the reason that I'm so enamored of Dr. Emoto and the work that's come after he's passed based on his work and the fact that it is widely accepted throughout the world because he proved it and then other doctors proved it after him. This is a collaboration that we can have with an element, but with an element that we are shaping our reality with. So if we're talking about the pipeline and it becoming polluted, Ugh. yeah, Rigs all and of stuff. that, or Detroit, we didn't, yeah, all of that, that water is getting a message and it's getting a message from what it 
will possibly attribute to humans to our when they see our kind if they're sentient and if they have memory aren't they by definition sentient i don't know because i'm not a scientist everyone i would also like to just point out because i want to make sure that if you're maybe you think the way i do and here is what i think i think that water remembers stuff Mm -hmm. i think that particulate and i think that sound and i think the vibrations and i think that all kinds of stuff gets into water and then it has irrevocably changed that water yes it's a collaboration (laughs) i don't subscribe to the belief system of homeopathy that's not a thing that i particularly vibe with that is not to say you shouldn't or should just want you to know that if you're one of those people who's like i just don't get this like i also don't subscribe to that and that is okay that does not make me any less of a witch if I don't nope. follow the rules of homeopathy. No. Uh, just, it it feels a little too close to the uh, <laughs> humor system to me. Uh, yeah, which you don't like. Which I don't love because, you know, there's more going on in the human body than four humors. Yeah, I think that was a foundation. Uh, that's how I look at the four humors. I have a lot of beef with, like, ancient medicine yeah, obviously because it's ancient because and yeah having said that there's a lot of ancient medicine and witchcraft that absolutely still applies yeah. today and still cures today just remember that not everything applies to everything so some things are like the ancient knowledge fallacy yeah like people believe a thing just because it's old it works but there are some things that right. are old and continue to be used and right. work and i think it's also important to say that homeopathy it's is not necessarily proven Whereas all this stuff with the yeah, water yeah. is. And there's, I think that's why it's a huge difference for me. And if you're like, Corey, you're wrong. Homeopathy is like so real. Then you know what? Mazel. I love that for you. But we're different people and that's okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I believe that water is affected by all manner of encounter because mm-hmm. I believe that vibrations affect other vibrations. Right. Which is why when like I'm in a piss poor mood people around me feel that vibrating off of me, even if I'm trying not to show it. Right. Because like, right. we're all vibrations, baby. We talk about that energy a yeah. lot and being able to pick up or resist. The other, uh, as far as ways I use, yeah, I love the pictures that are provided by Dr. Imoto's and uh, the other two that I mentioned, Pollock and the name I pronounced once because it was in front of me and I wrote it out phonetically, but that guy helped cure AIDS, which it is basically now it's not a death sentence. it's not a death sentence anymore is that those pictures and you can find out what circumstances were going on when they froze the crystal and what was happening so that they could see how the water reacted are great sigils oh yeah beautiful stuff <laughs> They're amazing for sigils i don't know if you have ever done any wintertime snowflake sigils Mm -hmm. so fun Mm -hmm. so fun yeah i love snow i love snowflakes i love watching those videos of people who freeze Mm -hmm. bubbles oh so good Mm -hmm. i just love fractals i think they're neat i do too i think that they're where math and magic meet up and i think that's fun i think so too i think yes we are of one mind on this (laughs) what other ways do you use water in your magic i do i used to do a lot of bath magic but until your hot tub's up and running, I'm bathless. Oh my gosh. The guilt is there. Not I will to get put it you done. on blast. <laughs> Not to put you on blast. No, no, no. But I'm putting off my uh I'm putting off my bath magic until I can get okay. into a bath again. All right, okay. I'm gonna work on that. <laughs> later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Much later. You have other far more important priorities. But while I don't have a bath now, and I have other friends who have said, Come use my bathtub. Mm-hmm. Which bless you. You, you can also you use are. ours before yeah. the hot tub is up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Bless you all for that. You know who you are. <laughs> but I do a lot of shower magic, mm-hmm. which is where I recently was contacted by another deity to work with. So now yep, I've yep, got yep. my now I've got my big three apparently, and I'm I'm kind of like cool with that for now. Like let's I'm good. I do a lot of shower magic. I do a lot of simmer pots. Mm-hmm. I like to make simmer pots and then sort of steam my face. I try to make my skincare ritual like a a magical moment for myself. Uh, sometimes it's very like utilitarian, just get it done. But sometimes it's very much like a, here's something nice I'm doing for me. Yeah, I do a lot of moon water. Tons. I do a lot of tea, not do, as much as some. Do you drink your moon water? 
Ooh, that is dependent okay. on whether I've used water I have caught out in the rain style yep. or snow style. Yeah. And if I have any crystals in it, because sometimes I don't oh. want to drink crystal water. No, you don't. I, mm, there mm. are some that it's okay and it's safe and there's some that it's not. And you got to make sure that you're being so safe. And I'd rather just not risk it because YOLO, but also like be safe. And I mostly use it for things like baths mm -hmm. or watering plants. If I'm doing something where I'm making like a clay or a paste, I will use yeah. it for that. I use it to make incense. Yeah. Anointing things. Yeah. Sometimes I'll dip a thing in a moon water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a teeny tiny little jar of the uh, first snow of the season that I'm going to put out tonight under the full moon because I like to catch naturally occurring water when mm -hmm. I can. Last year during Beltane, maybe? I can't remember. I wrote it on the jar, but I don't remember. I set out my pitchers and caught two huge pitchers worth of rain during a storm and... Uh, then made me water out of that. Wow. That's really cool. I'm making more Leo full moon water tonight. And that's where I was going with the consistency. I used to consistently imbibe moon water for my health and with health magic. And I am going back to that. <laughs> I love that for yeah. you. Yeah. I did a ritual last year, I think, where I used moon water to wash my hair. Mm. Uh, and if you know me personally, you know that my hair is the one thing about my appearance about which I am very, very vain. And like, it's wicked important to me. And that was a really powerful ritual for me because mm. I did it outside and I just like used oils and that water to do my hair. I also am big into soups right now. I'm making hella soups right now. I made a chicken dumpling soup a few weeks ago that like I'm still thinking about. It was so tasty. I love dumplings. I love dump. I just made Bisquick dumplings, just like easy peasy ones. I'm going to have to figure out a, a gluten-free gluten version? version. I'll look around. If any of you got a recipe out there, I'll take it. I have a friend who's gluten-free and I'll ask her hmm. what she does. I love them. Yeah. But I use water as much as I can all the time in all kinds of ways. Yeah. I start with it in the morning with my shower, mm -hmm. uh, if I take a shower that day, and if not, because sometimes I'll I'll go a day and I'll yeah. do the wash thing that you do, yeah, and and but I still talk to the water then while I'm cleaning and so important. Water's so important to our magic, to it's our health, so to our bodies. To our well, and here's the other thing too: we talk a lot about health, not the wellness movement and not the fitness movement. Let's keep in mind those yeah. things are industries. Yes, they are money making machines. They are. And the wellness one slash fitness one is a failing industry. Do not give it your money. Please Go don't. On. I please, please. Oh, no, don't. Not at all. We talk about that because we need to be aware of our body and we need to be communicating with our bodies and our brains and our, our self and our soul so that all can interact in a healthy and productive way and productive, not like capitalism productive, yeah. but us productive yeah. so that we can connect so that we can hold our boundaries when we need to hold our boundaries so that we can let them open when we're ready to do that and healthy enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important for witches to be healthy, whatever you measure yeah. that with. Because that's going to look different in an abled body versus a mm -hmm. disabled body or... Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> that is like, yeah, I know, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But like, everyone's relationship to their body is very different and mm -hmm. healthy looks different on every body. It way does. And it feels different in every body. So I think that when it comes to water in particular, mm. it requires a lot of communication with your body and... And with the water. And on that <laughs> note... Feelings are difficult. Oh, yeah. We haven't even gotten Feelings there. Feelings are wow. so difficult. Maybe this should be a two-part episode <laughs> for water. I think I can sum up what I want to say pretty quick. But feelings are difficult. And sometimes we intellectualize them instead of feeling them. Yep. A good exercise that if you feel safe to do it is just once a day. Not even if you're having a particularly strong feeling, just like a casual feeling like I'm bored or I'm overstimulated or I'm hungry or whatever. Instead of thinking about how that feels, 
close your eyes, listen to your body and say, where does this feeling live? This is a therapy exercise. And I think we've talked about this before as well. If you're in therapy, you've probably done this. It is such a good, it's just such a good exercise to learn the way that you process feelings Mm -hmm. because everybody does it very differently. If you stop and be slow and really listen and like use your breath, use your air element to communicate with that feeling, that water energy, nice and slow, take your time. That's going to be so beneficial to not just your health and the way that you communicate and move in the world, but for your magic. Because when you have feelings, when you're doing your magic work, the, the more familiar you are with your feelings, the easier it's going to be to respond to, adapt, recognize feelings that maybe aren't yours. Like, super duper important. Really important for empaths. Yes. Oh, really, my really important. Yes. <laughs> the other thing that I do with water magic is, is also physical, but it's also magical and spiritual, mm-hmm. is every morning when I get up, the first thing I put in my mouth is a glass of water, eight ounces, and I visualize all the toxins that have accumulated overnight leaving my body. And if I have something particular that day that I know I'm headed into that's going to feel toxic, like a work situation, I include that. And when I am in that toxic situation, like a meeting or something like that, I drink water. It is magic. It's also science, but it's magic. And (laughs) especially if you've charged your water. Yeah. So, and on a practical note, sometimes taking a moment to take a drink of water. Stops you from saying something oh, fireable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although I've let that go. Uh, <laughs> in paper, even. Hey. <laughs> I know. It's been wild. It's been a wild ride the last couple weeks, y'all. Yeah. We'll see if I'm still employed. Enough. You're going to be employed. <laughs> we'll it's see. It's going to be great. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's water for me, bud. Yeah. There's lots more. I could talk about it for forever. I've got a lot of different practices, and I'll start to share them on Patreon. And Yeah. When we do our class. Yeah. yeah. If you want to take our class. Come check it out. Yeah, we've already done air and fire, and we're doing water and earth on the 19th of February. Yep. This microphone's trying to sabotage me. It is. I noticed that. I've got like like my drunk lean. I'll get a nickel and tighten it. Like my drunk lean going on. I'm like leaning deeper and deeper. It keeps sagging. The microphone keeps sagging. You want to throw up some sparks? I would love to do that. Let's do it. So I have my usual two sparks, and the first one is Dr. Emoto. He was born in July of 1943. I am trying so hard to find his exact birth date to find out if he is a Cancer or a Leo, but my feeling is he's a Cancer, but maybe not. And he died on October 17th, 2014. He has so many books on water the memory of water, the secret message of water, hidden messages of water. There's an entire list before he passed away. And now there are tons of people carrying on his work. I love that. Yeah. And I've got a couple of websites. Uh, One of them is uh, Simon & Schuster. And that will take you to all of his books. The Miracle of Water is also one of his. And also masura-emoto.net slash uh, forward slash Ian forward slash. And that has Montanere and Pollock's work there. And they, uh, they credit him and they recreated one of his subjects, uh, one of his tests, one of his scientific tests, and it worked, which is why now it's widely accepted. Recreatable is very important. Yep, it is. What's your other spark? My second spark is stop pipeline number three which right now, and probably always, they have a drop the charges tab that I really encourage you to go to. And it is in our link tree that you can find on Instagram or just type in Bonfire Babble podcast link tree and you'll find our our link tree with all those things in it, uh, things that we are active in. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, There's been a couple of really great victories of tribes getting their land back. I know that the Snoqualmie tribe just got a huge chunk of land back. I know that in Hawaii, a group just got a huge chunk of land back. Oh. So that's like really great, but there's still stuff to do. Oh, so much. Yeah. My spark today 
is CSA boxes. Yeah, yes. Now, if you don't know what a CSA box is, it is a community-supported agriculture box. And basically, there are lots of kinds. There's full circle, there's yeah. imperfect produce, which is what I use. There's a number of them. And there are also local ones all over, I know at least the country, but maybe the world? Maybe. I don't know. I can only speak from my American perspective, but they are great. They support local agriculture. They prevent food waste. Basically, they give you produce straight from the source. I like Imperfect because they are combating food waste by also taking packaged and processed goods that would normally be wasted because oh. of printing on the label errors or, you know, stupid stuff that that would get it thrown out, which is wasteful and gross. Yeah. So I, I love my CSA box. My mom and I actually just uh, decided today what was going to go in our one for this week. Very exciting stuff. It's a way that I can feel good about supplementing the other grocery shopping that we do to like, I don't know, do our little part. Every for, little bit helps. For agriculture, because we all know how Corey feels about commercial farming. So we just signed up. Yeah. For full circle. circle. Yes. I did full circle for yeah. a few years and I loved it. There were a couple of times where I got like stuff that was maybe not necessarily great, but like I grew up with not a lot of money and spent a lot of my adulthood with not a lot of money. So mm. I'm a big fan of just cutting around bruises. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I love full circle. Imperfect is great. Any chance you have to do a local produce situation, I recommend it. And if you have a farmer's market, oh, those yeah. boxes, CSA groups are often there mm -hmm. to sign so that you can sign up there. Exactly. Yeah. Love a CSA box, love a farmer's market. So I encourage you to just Google or whatever your search engine is, CSA boxes near me or CSA boxes and then the name of your town or city. And they will have a list of all kinds of options for you. So that's my spark this week. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this was fun. Yeah. I love this series. I love the series I don't too. want it to end. I know. I'm sad that the next one is the, is the last know. one. Well, until next time. Be well. Act with intention. And don't forget that you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.